Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today, he joins us live here on iHeartRadio and AMFM. 247.com. He's with us today. He joins us live. And uh, you have an incredible background, my friend. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm <clears throat> I'm a... A recently retired uh, professor of English at Texas A&M University. I'm the author of a number of books, especially biographies of Walt Whitman, Mark Twain. And my latest book is Jack and Norman, A State-Raised Convict and the Legacy of Norman Mailer's The Executioner's Song. Well, tell us a little bit about this book and uh, why you decided to write it. Well, basically, it's a story of, of one, a long-term convict by the name of Jack Henry Abbott, two, the most famous execution in American history, that of Gary Gilmore back in 1977, and three, the involvement of the notorious writer Norman Mailer, who because of his exploits both in and out of literature became, well, very well known to the public, you know, beyond the reading public, as well known as perhaps Hemingway was or Fitzgerald in the 1930s, 20s and 30s. I was, as a professor of literature, I was essentially uh, drawn to it because of two books. Uh, Mailer's The Executioner's Song, which is about the Gary Gilmore case. He's the famous, infamous, I should say, uh, uh, death row inmate who, when he was given the death penalty in Utah, said, do it, let's do it. He didn't want to spend any more time in jail. Well, there had been a 10-year moratorium on the death penalty. So that brought about a big controversy was nationwide worldwide you know anti-death penalty pro-death penalty and he was finally executed by firing squad in january 1977 and mailer wrote what he called a non-fiction novel uh, about this case and and it was announced while he was running it in playboy that uh, he was doing it and jack henry abbott a lifetime convict very much like gilmore both had killed uh, wrote him and said, you don't know anything about really what long-term prison is like. Let me tell you. We've got a, uh, we've got a great guest with us today. He joins us today here on Skype Audio to discuss uh, this incredible, incredible book. Jerome Loving with us today. He is a distinguished professor of English at Texas A&M. He's the author of a number of biographies, critical studies in American literature, and he's with us today here in a broadcast talking about his latest book, Jack and Norman, A State-Raised Convict and Legacy of Norman Mailer's The Executioner's Song. Now, um, tell us a little bit about the writing process for the book. Well, uh, how I wrote about it, well, I discovered a catch of letters that Abbott had written to Mailer after he had been released and then gone back to jail, and I need to fill in that part of the story. Uh, once uh, Abbott first wrote to Mailer, he convinced him that, that, that he, Abbott, had things to tell Mailer, who had never been in prison himself, although he, too, had had a brush with the law. He'd stabbed his wife in 1960, his second wife, and was on three years uh, probation. Anyhow, uh, 
Abbott started writing him letters, and he uh, Mailer discovered that this man, he could write. He was truly a writer. And so he, Mailer went on, finished the book. Then he decided that he should get Abbott out of jail. Uh, he'd been he'd been in jail most of his life. Uh, the son of a prostitute and a army drunk. Uh, went through foster homes, uh, form schools, prison, uh, and uh, well, he, what he didn't remember was that he, in prison he had, had killed somebody and also escaped once. But Mailer got the literary elites together in New York, the New York Review of Books, uh, and, the, and uh, various publishers. And they convinced the authorities that, that Abbott deserved a second chance. And so out he came in 1981, uh, straight from Utah back to New York City uh, in a halfway house on the Lower East Side, which was a crime-ridden area then. He was quite paranoid, prison paranoid. He didn't know what, how to conduct himself. Uh, uh, you know, the, the normal things like shopping, you know, he thought clothes were issued to you. At any rate... Uh, Abbott uh, was not comfortable in New York City and eventually got into trouble and, and he finally stabbed a waiter to death in the Lower East Side of an all-night restaurant quarreling over a bathroom and, uh, uh, and then, then ran to Mexico and was apprehended about six weeks later, was brought back, tried for convicted of uh, first-degree manslaughter and sent back to prison. But Mailer and the others were... Uh, just uh, roasted in the press uh, for for their uh, their, uh, their 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 uh, I the term uh, something chic. Uh, at any rate, uh, there was even a, 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 a Saturday Night Live skit about it called "Pros and Cons." P R O S C. Uh, radical chic was what what uh, Mailer and others were accused of. You know, being sympathetic toward toward dangerous people and getting them back out. And so it was a big scandal for Mailer. And it's a sad story, too, because Abbott, you know, he'd really been born in prison, you know, uh, born to prison. Uh, he never really had a chance, although he was very talented. His book came out shortly before he he killed. It was, it's called In the Belly of the Beast, Letters from Prison, which were based on letters that Abbott had written Mailer. Uh, but uh, he went back to prison, and he died in O two, perhaps by suicide. We've got a, a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on iHeartRadio, AM, FM, twenty four seven dot com, and of course, build, grow, and enjoy. Jerome Loving with us today. He is uh, Jack and Norman on the legacy of Norman Mailer's The Executioner Song, talking about that book today here on our big program. Now. Uh, what, 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 with this book, uh, what are you expecting uh, folks to get out of the book? Well, there are a number of, of issues or themes uh, in the book. Uh, you know, nature versus nurture, you know, talent versus behavior, uh, with the virtue of the long prison sentence. Uh, you know, we used to call, we still do, we still call prisons penitentiaries. It comes from the word penitent, which means sorry you know prisons are supposed to make one sorry for his or her crime uh and we've only had prisons in this country for about two centuries around 1800 the idea then the quakers were the first ones to come up with the idea of prisons. before that there was this uh, maiming banning executions and so forth but the idea was 
put a prisoner in for two years uh, in essentially solitary uh, confinement. He never saw anyone but the guards. And during that two years, hoped that he would uh, realize that, uh, his ways and come out, you know, uh, reformed. They took away his name, not to punish him, but to protect him. So when he came back out, his name would not be associated with the crime. There's a very famous prison in Philadelphia, the Eastern State Penitentiary, that today is a museum. But it shows this was the first, one of the very first prisons in the U.S. So, I mean, that, that's, that's the role. Uh, Abbott ended up, by the way, before he went back, he was on 60 Minutes. And uh, that, uh, there's a chapter in there on, on his interview uh, on 60 Minutes. And it gives you an idea how the, the press really just pounced on Abbott, they didn't see any of the any of the, the, the pathos of his background. All they saw was he was a guy that should have never been let out of jail, and he probably shouldn't have, because my my theory is he was simply ruined by prison, made prison paranoid, if you will. Um, and uh, so, uh, those are a number of uh, issues, I guess. Uh, I actually could share with you a, a passage, a very short passage. Yes, go ahead, my friend. An, an Abbott letter. Let's see. Uh, he, uh, he's writing about after he had escaped from prison, in, I think it was 1967. And he writes, I was in a hotel room in Montreal, Canada. I was asleep. I had been a fugitive for about three weeks. I began waking in the night in a sweat from bad dreams. I had simply been dreaming of prison. I had forgotten I was free. I had escaped. I could not grasp where I was. I was in a nice bedroom with fancy furnishings. A window was open and the sunlight was shining in. There were no bars. The walls were papered in rich designs. My bed was large and comfortable. So much more. I must have sat there in bed reeling from shock and numbness for about an hour while it all gradually came back to me that I had escaped. So it gives you an idea that the man can write, and, uh, and it is, it is a, a, a captive kind of, kind of prose, and it certainly captivated Norman Mailer. Now, uh... With this book, give us the typical profile of the reader who's going to love your book. Well, it, one of the, the blurbs says that it is, well, it calls it a gripping book. I'm grateful for that. Uh, but it says that it is, uh, let's see, uh, part literary criticism. That won't get too many readers. But part social commentary and part true crime story. Now the the, part, the true crime story is probably the most attractive thing to the to the general audience, uh, uh, and uh, in fact, that's what, if you go in a Barnes and Nobles a Noble store, you'll you'll find it in the true crime section, not in the literature section. Uh, as I say, my my attraction was the writing first, and then the the, the sad case behind it. For example, uh, you know, Gilmore was a vicious killer, but he too had had a horrible. Uh, background and when when Abbott came out, all of his friends, uh, Mailer's friends, said, "This is this is Gary uh, Gilmore again. It's Gary Gilmore's twin in a way." And uh, he was kind of looked upon that way. Uh, when he was in New York, he was very, as I say, very uncomfortable. 
uh, he was in a department store at one point, and he saw those collapsible umbrellas, those black umbrellas. Uh, they're short when they're collapsed, and he asked his uh, literary uh, editor, he said, why is the department store selling clubs? Uh, he was uh, scandalized by the, the, uh, the, uh, the short, uh, uh, short shorts and such of women running in Central Park. Uh, he uh, was uh, just kind of baffled by how rude people could be because in prison you're not rude because you're, you're next to that person all the time and he'd kill you. Uh, there were a number of things that Jack just couldn't adjust. So what he did, once he stabbed this, this waiter, Richard Adam, who was, who was, a, who was an act, a writer himself, a playwright, you know, working in a restaurant, his father's restaurant, uh, Abbott fled to uh, first to Texas and then to Mexico and all the way to Mexico City, where he hoped to, to get to Cuba, which is still, and I guess is still under the communist rule. And, uh, and he actually met this American there who tried to help him, but he couldn't get there. And so he uh, finally came back to the States and ended up in Morgan City, Louisiana, working for a, you know, an oil rig uh, uh, factory or whatever. And he was captured there. Well, uh, before we let you go, my friend, how do we get a hold of you online, pick up your book, all these things? Well, it's on Amazon. And I have an author page on Amazon. I don't have I don't have my own website, but I, but I do have an author page on Amazon, and should still probably be in most of the bookstores, uh, probably the big bookstores. Uh, it's called Jack and Norman, a state-raised convict, and the legacy of Norman Mailer's The Executioner Song. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.